Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Church at Home. Church at Home is sponsored by the Christian Biblical Church of God, and we are dedicated to restoring original Christianity for today. What did Jesus teach? Did he come to do away with the Old Testament? Did he come to bring a very simple way of confessing your sins? Because Jesus died, because Jesus loves you, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Say amen! If you choose to call upon the name of Jesus, then I want to pray for you. Hallelujah! What did Jesus teach? What did he have to go through in order to teach? So let's find out. Now, we will probably do a number of segments on the teachings of Jesus Christ. And we are going to see that there are teachings of men that contradict the teachings of Jesus, even in the so-called Christian church. And we will see that there is a Satan, the devil, who wants to pervert the Word of God, change the Word of God, appear as an angel of light in bringing a false gospel which the world has already received. Have you been fooled by it? Do you know what the truth is? Have you ever asked the question, what did Jesus really teach? Well, let's begin. And let's begin where he began his ministry. And that was right after the baptism with John the Baptist, who was sent to prepare the way before the Lord. And after he was baptized, let's come to Matthew 4 and read it, because this becomes very important and very direct and easy to understand. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up into the wilderness by the Spirit in order to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was famished. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Now stop and think about it. If Jesus would have done that, he would have sinned. And if he would have sinned, he wouldn't be our Savior. So notice his answer, and this answer applies to all of us. So let's read it, verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written. Now where was it written? 
in what is called the Old Testament. Well, today, those in Christianity say, you don't have to follow anything in the Old Testament. People don't know this about Luther, but before he ever went into the monastery, he had already distinguished himself as one of the most brilliant young scholars in Europe in the field of jurisprudence. He was a master of law, and he took that genius and examined the Old Testament law. And then what he did was he measured himself by the law of God, and it was driving him crazy. God is holy, and he demands holiness from his creatures. And if a person really thinks that they've achieved that holiness, they are in the worst of all kinds of forms of self-delusion. Now, so the simple answer to assurance is our assurance can only come when we trust in Christ and in Christ alone for our justification. Really? Is that what Jesus said? Now, let's read it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, what does that mean? What words proceeded out of the mouth of God? Now, remember, Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. And remember, he came to bring the truth of God and the truth of salvation. And in that, he had to overcome Satan the devil first because there are many temptations that come along that Satan brings which look very attractive which look very enticing but they are contrary to the word of God so he's bringing the first New Testament doctrine which is based upon Deuteronomy 8.3, man shall not live by bread alone or food alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, what words came from God to declare what we should do for all humankind? And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. That's the Ten Commandments, and that's important. He spoke them and said, if you do them, you'll be blessed. If you don't do them, you're going to suffer the penalty of sin because sin is a transgression of the law. Now, let's see what else Satan tempted him on. Verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the edge of the temple, and he said to him, If you are the Son of God, cast yourself down. Now, let's see if God is going to rescue you. 
Well, what if God decided not to rescue you? Would you still obey Satan instead of God? Can any man obey the teachings of Satan the devil and label them the teachings of Christ and be able to impart truth to the listener? The answer is no. Let's see what happened here. For it is written. Now let's understand something else too that Satan does so that we can be able to separate this out from the true teachings of Jesus. Because Satan likes to quote the Bible and misapply it and misinterpret it to fool people and take them away from Christ while they are thinking they are coming in contact with Christ. Let's see what this is. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning you, and they shall bear you up in their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Well, everybody wants protection, right? But you cannot deliberately do something to tempt God, because God is not going to be tempted. And he said to him again, It is written, Notice he quotes the scriptures and the scriptures in the Old Testament with the law and the prophets and the Psalms are very important in understanding about Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, you write in for our booklet 356 prophecies of Jesus in the Old Testament. Now think about that for a minute. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, the you is not talking to Satan. Jesus is talking about himself, quoting a scripture that he is to live by. You, whoever you are, shall not tempt the Lord your God. Can you tell her to get back? I told her. Remember this woman who climbed into the lion exhibit here at the Bronx Zoo? I don't have no problem with the law. When we get together, law, we'll have a good time. Autry spoke at length about her stunt at the Bronx Zoo. What, what made you want to jump into a lion's enclosure at um, the Bronx Zoo? I would say it's a lot more spiritual. Autry rambled on at times about herself, the law, and her encounter with a lion here at the Bronx Zoo. And I fear nobody, no animal, and no one. So no, I wasn't fearing of the lion because the lion loved me. That's why he came to me. And I let the lion know, lion, I love you. Now think about that. How many people tempt him? How many people do things contrary to the will of God, expecting God to rescue them? But God doesn't do it. Next. After that, the devil took him into an exceeding high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, like a big mammoth television screen. And he said to him, All these I will give you to rule and control the world. 
Well, that's why Jesus came, right? But who should it come from instead of Satan, the devil? From God, the Father. You think about it. All these things will I give you. Satan controls it. Look at the world. Look at those who run the government. Look at those who run the businesses. Look at those who run the religions. Huh? Are they following everything that God has said? Or do they have other things in place of it? Well, if they have other things in place of it, which are the teachings of men or the teachings of Satan the devil, that takes you away from God and you are following a counterfeit. Now think about it. I want you to think about this. How many counterfeit things do people in Christianity of this world follow that are not contained in the scriptures as something we should do. Because there are many things that they practice today which are not the teachings of Jesus Christ. And they are not the teachings of the Bible. But these are widely accepted and held and people follow them and think that they're saved when they're not saved. What did Satan want Jesus to do? What does he want people to do? All these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. That is, worship me as God. Now, if Jesus had done that, he would have broken the very first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. How about you? Has the devil tempted you away from what is the truth of the Bible to go do what has been presented as the right thing to do, but it's not? Hold your place right here. Let's come to Revelation 12 and verse 9. This is a prophecy for our day-to-day. And Satan is busy and active, and he's got many false doctrines that are very tempting and enticing, and he will reward you. Didn't he say, I would give all these things to you if you would worship me? Yes, he rewards those who worship him. Huh. Maybe you never heard that before. But let's read this. Revelation 12 and verse 9. The great dragon was cast out, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, who is deceiving, present, tense, active. Who is deceiving the whole world. Now that means the entire world, except we will find out later, the few that love God and keep his commandment. 
So Jesus' teachings are important, and there can't be anything to substitute for it because there is Satan the devil who's going to be right Johnny on the spot, so to speak, and present you with an alternative. Deceiving the whole world. Now come over here to chapter 13. With the world government that is coming, and this is what they are pushing, and that's what they're trying to get the world set up to receive is... Satan's last grand deception. And it's going to be amazing when it comes. And everyone is going to think, oh, men are doing so well, they're solving all of the problems of the world, and now we can finally, finally have peace on earth. Don't be fooled. Let's read it. Verse 2. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard, his feet like the feet of a bear, his mouth the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and his authority. That is, Satan did. Why? Because they worship him. See, Satan can give you rewards. But destruction always follows. Down here to verse 3. And I saw one of the heads, as it were, slain to death, but his deadly wound was healed, and the whole earth was amazed and followed the beast. So this is going to be a grand and dazzling time that is coming. And people are going to think this is the greatest thing that has ever happened in the history of mankind. But it isn't. Remember what Jesus said to Satan. When Satan said, if you'll fall down and worship me, all of these shall be yours. He said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So if you worship Satan the devil, you're tempting God. And tempting God to bring correction upon you. Verse 4, Revelation 13. And they worship the dragon, Satan, the devil. That's what's coming on the whole world. Who gave his authority to the beast? Isn't that what he said to Jesus? Yes, indeed. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who has the power to make war against him? So that's what we have in the world. And it's going to lead to disaster. Let's read a couple more verses and see. Because this is going to unfold before our very eyes in the next coming years. And it's going to be something indeed. So you need to ask the question, are you going to be on God's side or Satan's side? And what does it mean to be on God's side? It means to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ and not the teachings of men and not the teachings of Satan the devil. And a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy was given to him and authority was given to him to continue 42 months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God 
That's coming. Blaspheming God, blaspheming his word, blaspheming those who follow the true Christ, who believe the true God, who believe the word of God. Notice. And he opened his mouth against God and blasphemed his name and his tabernacle and those who dwell therein. And he was given power to make war against the saints. So there's going to come a martyrdom of saints. Are you going to be willing to stand as those down through history have stood against the forces of evil and even lose their lives? Huh? What is it that you're going to do? How are you going to react? Are you going to come to God on his terms? Now we have a segment on that. Return to God his way. Let's finish verse 7 and 8. And to overcome them, and he was given authority over every tribe and language and nation. Now that's what they're trying to instill today. And they're going to use every device possible to make it happen. And it will happen. Now notice verse 8. And all This is going to be the most powerful deception to come upon the whole world. What are you going to do when this comes on the whole world? Will you know enough about the Bible to stand for the truth? Will you know enough about the true Jesus Christ to stand for him? Will you know enough about that so that you love God and keep his commandments in spite of everything that comes down the road? Now notice, and all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. Ah, that's what you want, to be written in the book of life of the Lamb. And that's the only way you're going to receive eternal life. Now, let's come back here to Second Peter, the second chapter. So you need to be armed... First of all, with the Word of God, so that you can tell accurately the truth from the error. The one who's of God and speaks the words of God and speaks the things of Jesus Christ and shows what is actually true. No partiality, no little bit here, little bit there. The whole package together, see? Because here's what has happened to all of Christianity. And it shows they're all going to worship Satan, the devil, even the Christianity of this world. How did that happen? Second Peter, second chapter, verse 1. But there were also false prophets among the people, as indeed there will be false teachers among you, who will stealthily introduce destructive heresies. And they are full of destructive heresies today. And most people accept them as Christian and true. But they're not. Let me ask you a question. Let's just take two of them. Number one, which day is the day of worship in the New Testament? Sabbath? being the seventh day of the week from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, or Sunday. 
If you say the Sabbath was for the Jews, you're incorrect. It's for every people. If you say Sunday, you believe a lie. Oh, but everybody does it. That's the whole point. If Satan deceives the whole world, and Christianity especially, and everybody does it, that's not from God. We've covered enough on the Sabbath already. We'll cover some again a little bit here. Now notice what they are doing with these heresies, personally denying the Lord who bought them and bringing swift destruction upon themselves. And notice the reaction. Will this be your reaction? And many people will follow as authoritative their destructive ways, and because of them, the way of the truth will be blasphemed. Ah, don't they do that today? Don't they say that you don't need to keep commandments, the Old Testament? Don't they say that you don't have to keep the Sabbath? Don't they tell you that it's all right with the holidays of this world, which have known to be pagan? Halloween, Christmas, Easter, New Year, so forth? Yes. Do you think those things are approved of God? No. They were invented in the cauldrons of Satan the devil and presented as new revelation to the church. And it happened so many years ago that anybody who says these are Satan the devil is probably viewed as a kook just like they did with Jesus, Savior of mankind, the true Son of God in the flesh, the only begotten of the Father, came and lived a perfect life, and everyone was ready to kill him, except those who believed and followed him. So, when we get into the more of the teachings of Jesus Christ, Let's see how you measure up. So let me encourage you, write for this book, A Harmony of the Gospels in Modern English, The Life of Jesus Christ. That will lay out everything that Jesus taught. And you will see the truth of things from the Word of God not the traditions of men, not the interpretations of men, not the suggestions of men, not the doctrines of men, but the truth from the Bible, the Word of God. And Jesus said, and we'll end with this, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Now that is a profound teaching that you need as a guide for all you're going to study and do and learn from the Scriptures. 
So once again, thank you for inviting me into your home. So until next time, this is Fred Coulter saying so long, everyone.